For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Oh, I like this part. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And he ended that by saying, Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Oh, I'm telling you, it's a comfort. Amen. And no, ain't no grave going to hold my body down. Amen. Okay. Well, right before I preach, we're going to pray over Pastor Elias. He's six, he has to leave. He's got to go catch an catch a airplane. And uh, now, listen, Pastor Elias, just because Marcelo jumped out of the plane don't mean you should. <laughs> oh, come on, Pastor Marcelo. Amen. Amen. Come on, stretch your hands out this way. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for this crazy Nicaraguan. I thank you, Father, for his heart, for his people. I thank you, Lord, for his family, his mom, his brothers, all of his family there. And I thank you, Lord, for every person that is sowed a seed, Lord, to buy beans to bless this nation, to bless this town, to bless these people, to bless this youth with a mission base. And I pray your protection. I pray, Lord, as he goes, that you surround him with your angels. I pray, Lord, that you would... Uh, wrap your arms of love and strength and comfort around him. I pray as he goes, he's going in faith. He's going believing. He's on a mission. Satan, I bind you. No weapon formed against him will prosper. We thank you. Your angels are going to protect him and going before him and behind him. And I pray, Lord, that wherever he goes, he's a blessing. You're going to bring him home safe with a great testimony. And, Father, we call him blessed. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Love you. Amen. Be careful. Have a safe trip. Bring us back lots of good pictures and testimonies. Now, he's going to be landing. He's going uh, from here several places. Then he's going to drive about six and a half hours uh, from Diriabamba to into the jungle to buy beans because they're a lot cheaper. He can get them a lot cheaper there, and it, it's, he can get a lot more. And so... Uh, he's going to drive across... The whole country with 3,000 pounds of beans. So, Lord, protect him from the bean pirates. It is amazing. It is wonderful to have everyone today. If you're a first-time guest, we're honored you're here. We're glad to have Brother Jim Patterson and his family and friends. I know Cross is here. So be sure, guys, uh, any of our first-time guests, stop by. As you go out the door through the balloons, turn left. I like those instructions. Go past the balloons and turn left. And uh, Miss Judy will be over in the corner, and uh, she will give you one of our Lord's House insulated cups. And you can uh, just take that as a reminder of blessing. Got some candy and some stuff in there. We're just honored you're here. And uh, we just want to bless you today. Let's, let's, let's make our declarations. Miss Arlene, if you'll get those ready. Uh, we declare 2023 is the year of decree. We've been making some decrees. Oh, I think we have something else to do. I'm so sorry. 
I'm getting ahead of myself. I was having to pray over Elias real quick and forgot. Excited to go to kids' church. Amen. God is good. So we've been making declarations. We've been making decrees. Whatsoever thing. I mean, if you, if you decree it from your mouth, if you whatever words you speak, the Bible said, will be established. So we're careful what we're speaking over our family. What are you speaking over your relationship? What are you speaking over your children? What are you speaking over your finances? What are you speaking? What are because whatever you're decreeing will be established. So just let me ask you the question. Do you want everything you're saying to really happen? So let's make sure that only the things we want to happen are what we're saying. That we're making positive. We're making declarations uh, that are encouraging. And so these are the six declarations that we started making at the end of the year, a beginning of the year. And we've been covering them one at a time. And we're going to cover another one today. So let's make our declarations. Are you ready? I decree that in 2023, I will know Jesus better. I decree that in 2023, I will be in better health. Are you, are, are you saying it? Are you reading it? Do you believe it? Faith without works is dead. We're going to start over just for you. I decree... That in 2023, I will know Jesus better. I decree that in 2023, I will be in better health. I decree that in 2023, I will prosper financially. I decree that in 2023, I will build healthy relationships with family and friends. I decree that in 2023... I will do what I was called to do. I decreed that in 2023, my children and my grandchildren will serve the Lord. Come on, just give something. Lord, just say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. I decree it. I believe it. Let it be established. Now, we begin to make these declarations, and then we begin to put our faith into action. We begin to say, okay, what do I need to do to, love, to know Jesus better? First of all, I need to read his word. What did he say about himself? What did he say about me? What did he say about heaven? What did he say about hell? What did he say about eternal life? About forgiveness of sins? What, what did he say? And then we begin to read. We begin to study. We begin to pray. What is prayer? Simply talking to Him. Listen, you're not going to have a very good relationship with friends and family if you don't talk to them. 
If you don't ask questions, if you don't inquire about how they're doing, you you build relationship, you get to know someone uh, through communication. You've got to talk to God. You've got to talk to Jesus. How am I going to know Him better if I don't talk to Him? And then, did you know most uh, more than talking in a, in a relationship and communication is listening? We need to... Why did He give us two ears and one mouth? So we listen twice as much as we talk. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, they're gone. We talked about building healthy relationships. Have you been taking steps to build healthy relationships with family and friends? Have you been texting them more, calling them more, visiting more? Have you, you have to put effort into relationships. And so we, we, we want to have, we, in 2020, we decree, I'm going to be better financially. And so we began, we took a whole month and we talked about giving. Give and you shall receive. We talked about tithing. I'm so just overwhelmed and blessed at, at so many who have taken that challenge, that 90-day challenge, and said, you know what? I'm going to honor God. I'm going to pay my tithe and I'm going to see what happens. And the testimonies that I've gotten just this week are so encouraging to see what God... Because it's not my promise, it's God's. He said, try it and see if I won't pour out a blessing. And so you can't decree and declare, I'm going to be blessed financially, but I ain't looking for a job. And if I have get a job, I'm not giving no money. Well, then you're going to end the year in the same struggle that you began. If you don't put some effort, if you don't do the things necessary, uh, then you won't get there. We're going to build relationships. We're going to do what God uh, wants us to do. And today I want to talk to you about, I decree that in 2023, I will do what God has called me to do. What has God called you to do? What is your calling? Now today I'm not going to be exactly talking about your individual calling. Every one of you, you find that most of us, we're, we're doing what God, He's given you the ability, the talent, whether you went to school or whether you just got a job or because the Lord's the one that opens the door. He gives you wisdom and training. Maybe you're doing something and it's really not what you're called to do and you want to do something else. The Lord will open that door. He'll give you the faith to step out and do that. Maybe you want to start your own business. Maybe you have a desire to do it. God's going to, you begin to decree it. And God will make it possible. But today I want to talk about in general. What has God called us as people, as individuals, as, as a church? What is the calling of God upon our life? And that's what I want to talk about today. One of the greatest callings that you can have in an individual or a church or, is to be a servant of God. Everybody say, I want to be a servant of God. Listen, doing service, working for the Lord, is not a chore. It's not a drudgery. I, I'm excited to do what God's called me to do, and that's to be a servant. To do whatever He wants me to do. Sometimes, that's getting in this pulpit and preaching. But did you know what? That's the smallest part 
of my calling? Sometimes I clean poop up out of the bathroom. Yeah, it ends up there. And Doris comes and gets me. And we, we go in there and we put masks and we spray Febreze in it and we go. So, so, sometimes within your calling, you have to do things you don't like to do. Sometimes you dig holes. Sometimes you clean. Sometimes you, you go, I go to the hospital. Sometimes uh, we, we, we pray. We, we do funerals. and so we, This right here is just the flea on the dog. There's so much more to being a servant. There's so much more to serving than just being up front in the lights. God has called us to be a servant. An, an, another great thing, and I heard a pastor say, uh, he said that one of the greatest things you can be is to be called a child of God. I love that song. I am a child of God. I am a friend of God. You know, somebody says, hey, what are you called to do? I'm called to be a friend of God. I'm called to be a child of God. He calls me friend. Amen? So the, the world, out there in the world, they put significance and, and, and they put value on achievements. What have you done? What, what, what trophies do you have? How much money do you have in the bank? What do you drive? What do And they put value. And the, your significance is what you have. But can I tell you, in life, if that is your goal, that can fail and fall in a moment. The greatest athletes that make the greatest money in one play can get injured. And it's all over. They'll all get old. They all have to retire. They all, that party, if, if that is you, you're, you're putting all your significance in, in, in one thing. Listen, it falters, it, it falls, but God calls us to a higher standard that is eternal. It's not temporal, it's eternal. And it's not natural, it's supernatural, and it's spiritual. God has called you to be so much more. We are called by God, eternal God who created the heavens and the earth. But he's more than that. So many people, they they, they, they oh, the man upstairs, the big guy. And they have this view of he's up there with a raw stick going to knock us over the head when we make a mistake. But I want to tell you, he's much more than that. He is our father. He is our heavenly father. Our father... Who art in heaven, hallowed be our name. Thy name. Not my name. Hallowed be thy name. So we say today, Father God. Somebody say it with me. Father God. I acknowledge that you're God of creation, but I acknowledge that you're my Father. Amen. We are called by Father God. Somebody say, God called me. My heavenly Father called me. Listen, I didn't call you. I didn't tell you what to do. I didn't put the desire in your heart. I didn't create you. In your mother's womb, you were formed and created by Father God. Amen. For a purpose and with a plan. He said, I know the plans I have for you. They're plans for good and not evil. To give you hope and an expected end. Amen.
We're called the children of God. 1 John 3, 1 and 2. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know Him. Beloved, now we are the children of God and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him for we shall see Him as He is. Can I tell you something today? You're not everything you're going to be today. God is making you into who you're going to be. Everything that you're going through, everything that you've uh, experienced in your life is molding and shaping. Even the tragedies, even the trials is making you who God has called you to be to do what God has called you to be. We're, we're, we're not like Him yet, but I'm becoming like Him. My daddy used to sing, I've got a long way to go to be like the Lord. Oh, but thank God, I'm not what I'm going to be, but I'm not what I used to be. I'm growing. I mean, we're called to be faithful servants. We're not called just to be servants, but we're called to be faithful servants and to be stewards. What are you doing with what God gave you to do? We know the story of the, the, the ones that got the different amounts of money and the one hid it in the ground. The one invested made little. The other invested more did more. And you know what? He took the one that buried it in the ground, took it away from him, and gave it to the one that had the most. Now, in this woke society, that's not what you do. You take it away from the hardworking, and you give it to those who do nothing. Well, let me help you today. Don't be mad at the lazy people. Okay, don't be mad at them. They didn't do nothing. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 4. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. Listen, if you'll be faithful in what you're doing now, God will increase. The Bible says if you're faithful in little, He'll make you ruler over much. But if you're wasting what God has already given you, if, if, if you're being lazy, if you're not being a good steward, if you're not honoring God with what you have... Why do you think God would give you more? No. You've got to be faithful. We are called. Everybody say, I'm called. I'm called to freedom. And I'm called to serve others in love. Galatians chapter 5 says, Brethren, have been called to liberty. For, let me say that again. For you, brethren. I left out a very important word. It's one of those days. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Not only, and only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love to serve one another. Don't take the liberty of Christ. Don't take the freedom that Christ has given me and say, you know what? Because Jesus did all the work, I don't have to do nothing. Oh, 
Brother Dick just said it so beautifully. We're saved by grace. You cannot get to heaven on your works. <laughs> Kevin, can't get to heaven building a fence. <laughs> a little joke between me and him. Said, no, no, you, you, you cannot get to heaven on what you do. You get to heaven by what he did. And you just have to put your trust in him. So the freedom comes because he did the work. But you can't say, well, I'm going to let him do all the work and I don't have to do nothing. No. Once we have been saved free, once we've been freely saved by grace, we're going to do good works. Huh? He said that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So, good works won't get you to heaven, but when you accept the free gift of salvation and what Jesus did, and you're born again, you're going to want to do some good stuff for people. You're going to want to share with them the good news. He said that you want to use liberty, not as an opportunity for the flesh, but to serve one another in love. Listen, there's an anointing that comes from Father God by the power of of the blood of Jesus and by the presence of the Holy Spirit, amen, that, that we walk in it every day. You need to have a relationship with God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They want to empower you. Jesus said when he died, it's, it's important I go away because if I go away, the Father and I will come in the Holy Spirit. We will dwell in you. We will, he said, we will make our abode, as King James, we will make our abode or our dwelling place or a house in you. There's an anointing that comes with walking. There's a power that comes when God is in your life. When you're trying to do it by yourself, it's hard. When you're trying to quit an addiction by yourself, it's hard. When you're trying to do good by yourself, it's hard. Because I'm telling you, my flesh likes to do bad stuff. Am I the only one? My mind can think bad stuff. And my mouth would like to say it. I'd like to do it. But guess what? We don't. We learn to crucify our flesh, say no to our flesh, because the Holy Spirit empowers us. We can stop doing bad things. Amen? And then when we do something we shouldn't do, what do we do? We stay down and wallow in it and just quit and give up? No. We get up. We confess our sin. He's faithful to forgive it. And we move forward. Stop letting the devil keep you down and beat you down because you made a mistake. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You will make it. You are going to conquer that. You are going to overcome that. But with his help. Stop trying to do it by yourself. Invite the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit into your life to help empower you. To do good. Listen. Psalm said, 
23, 5. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. His purpose for you. You are called to go to heaven. You're not called to go to hell. Hell was for created for the demons, for, for, for the fallen angels. It was not created for you. But the devil is doing his very best to take what God loves to hell. And what God loves is you. And Jesus died so you don't have to go. So the next time somebody tells you to go to hell, you just look at them and you say, I don't have to because Jesus paid the price. The gift of, and the calling of God are, are, are by the Father are so that our gifts can flow. You've got gifts. Everybody say, I've got, I have gifts. Romans eleven twenty nine. 29. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Listen, God's got a plan and a purpose. You're called to operate in your gifts. Now, the key is that we know our gifts and we don't try to operate in somebody else's gifts. Huh? I can't operate in Pastor Marcelo's gifts. I, I follow him. I watch him. He teaches me. And then I get shocked. <laughs> Listen, you can do a lot of things, but it may not necessarily be your calling. That's not what I'm called to do. I do I'm better at my calling, but I do a lot of other stuff too. And you can be blessed. But you've got to focus on your calling. If you can't carry a tune, you're probably not called to the music ministry. Huh? If you can't stand little children, you're probably not called to kids' ministry. If teenagers get on your last nerve, you're not called to youth ministry. Huh? Now, we've had some people Working in the youth ministry, not called to the youth ministry, and you know it pretty quick. Huh? So you, somebody's got to do it, but you got to stay in your lane. Do what you're called to do. We're called by God to glorify Jesus. See, listen, I'm talking about callings today that are for all of us. Not your individual. God's called you as individuals to do things. But this is just, we're all called to glorify Jesus. We're all called to lift up his name. Amen. Thessalonians says, To which he called you by our gospel for the obtaining of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. He has called all of us to lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. To be an example to the world of what God can do. Verse 17 says, to comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. So let me ask you, are you saying good words and doing good works? That's what he's called you. Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Listen, he, God's prepared everything you need. You lack nothing. 
He's faithful to keep you and, and, and to accomplish his calling in your life. But you've got to do it. He may call you to do something, but until you do it, you, you haven't fulfilled your calling. 1 Corinthians 1, 6, Even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come short is no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end, that you may be blameless in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Once again, I didn't call you. Jesus called you. And He is the one that will perfect your calling. You've just got to say, Lord, help me. Help me to walk in it. Help me to obey it. Listen, we, we, we're, we're the church. Not this church. We're a part of the church, the kingdom of God, the church of Jesus. And we're, we, we build on a foundation, a, a, a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. Uh, he, he has called us a chosen generation, a special for the purpose of giving him praise. First Peter 2.5 says, But you also, as living stones, are being built upon a spiritual house. A holy priesthood to offer up a spiritual sacrifices acceptable. People say, oh, what, what does God accept? He said, We are called and, and we are have these spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. God doesn't accept us because of what we do, what we did, what we accomplished, for how good we are. But our good works are done and accepted by God because of what Jesus did for us. He said because of that, we're going to be tested. We're going to be tried. Remember what he told Peter? Peter, he said, Peter, you're going to be sifted. You're going to be tried. You're going to be tempted. And he went ahead and told him, you're going to fail. But you're going to be restored. You're going to, I mean, if he did this, listen, listen, Satan desires to sift you as wheat, but I'm praying for you that your faith fail not. Listen, the Lord's on your side. He's praying for you. He knows you're going to fail. But he says, I'm going to also be there to pick you up and to continue to make you what I've called you to be. 1 Peter 2, 19 through 21. For this is commendable. It's because of conscience toward God one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. For what credit is it when you're beaten for your faults? You take it patiently. But when you do good and suffer, you take it patiently? That is commendable before God. For to this you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow in his steps. Now, let me just say, everything people say today is suffering for Christ. Most of it is suffering for their own stupidity. Listen, don't go out there and go 80 miles an hour in a 55, and then when you get a stop and get a ticket, Talk about, I'm suffering for Jesus. No, you're not. You broke the law. 
It's when you have done nothing wrong and you're accused of wrongdoing, when you did what was right but are being persecuted for it, and you endure it patiently. Ah. If you do what's right, you're accused of wrong, and then you cuss them out, there's no blessing in that. It's when you do right, you're accused of wrong, and you endure it patiently. And you act like Christ. He said, they did the same to me. I suffered for you and I left you an example of how to act when you're treated badly. What did he do? Turn the other cheek. While he's being crucified, he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So make sure before you start crying persecution that you're really suffering for Christ and not for your own bad choice. Not a whole lot of amens right there. Bad or good, bitter or sweet, Romans 8 says, For we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Amen? You see, God uses our experiences to show Himself. He uses bad. He, he forms it in us. He, he, he creates a testimony. Did you know you can't have a testimony without a test? You can't have a resurrection without a death? God's using your experience. He's forming and He's creating a testimony. He's calling you to help others by going through similar situations. Me, me and Miss Amy, when we uh, had our first child, and we had trouble with both of them, but uh, Jacob was born uh, early. We didn't know why. We were thinking it was the devil, and, you know, here he is six weeks early and premature, and we're here at the hospital, and they have to take us to Dallas, and we're going through all of that. Well, we get to Dallas, we find out when he's born, when he's little, he's doing flips in there, gymnastics, and he's tied his umbilical cord in a knot. And had he gone full term, that would have tightened up and he could have been stillborn. So what we thought was bad, God worked it for good. But do you know how many people that we've gone to the hospital with, with similar situations, them having to take that same journey to Dallas, to Children's Hospital, to, to all these, to Methodists. We went with Children's. Haley was born with a, a hole in her heart. We had to have heart surgery and all that. We've been through some stuff. But you know what? You know how many people that we've been able to minister to in similar situations and used to? We could pray with them, but we didn't really know. Before you say you understand what somebody's going through, you got to go through it yourself. Can't tell somebody I understand if you hadn't been through it. So what the Lord's taking you through is to help you minister to other people in similar situations. God's called you. He's chosen you. And we have to follow Him. I love this. This is written by a lady by the name of Hannah Williamson. It's called, Your Calling is Going to Crush You. Oh, that'll preach, won't it? 
Isn't that encouraging? Your calling is going to crush you. Listen to this. If you're called to mend the brokenhearted, you're going to wrestle with a broken heart. If you're called to heal God's little ones, you're going to experience your own share of trauma. If you're called to prophesy, you're going to struggle with self-control of your tongue. If you're called to lay hands, you're going to deal with spiritually rooted disease. If you're called to preach and teach the gospel, you will be sifted for the wisdom that anoints your message. If you're called to empower, your self-esteem will be attacked and your success hard fought. Your calling is, will come with spiritual warfare and sifting. Both are necessary for your mantle to be authentic, humble, and powerful. Your crushing won't be easy because your assignment is not easy. And can't minister powerfully what you haven't walked out. Can I read that again? You, no, your crushing won't be easy because your assignment is not easy. And you can't minister powerfully what you haven't walked out. Wow. When you're feeling the weight of it coming down on you, run to the Father who longs to be your comfort. Let Him whisper your true identity over you while resting under the shadow of His wings. Position yourself against his heartbeat. Let him renew your strength and set your eyes forward. Listen to this closing. No olives, no oil. No grapes, no wine. Your oil is not cheap, my friend. Wow. You're calling is going to crush you. As we close today, we are called to stand fast, to stand firm, to stand upright. Having, do, having done all to stand, stand. Because we know what the future holds. We know it's going to be worth it. Philippians 3, 13 says, For our citizenship is of heaven. For which we eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it will be maybe conformed to His glorious body according to the working by which He is able even to subdue all things to Himself. Listen. Therefore, my beloved, and longed for brethren, my joy and crown. Did you know he calls you his joy and his crown? Don't let the devil tell you you're worthless, you're no good. You're, you are God's joy and his crown. So stand fast 
in the Lord, my beloved. Isaiah 43, 1. But now, thus saith the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Everybody say, I am his. Listen. Today, let this remind you, you are called be a servant. You're called to be a child of God. And your calling can take you through some things. But what he's taking you through, he's going to take you through. You're not going to die in the middle. You're not going to quit and give up. You're going to be successful. And one day we're going to spend eternity with him. He is creating us for purpose. He's called you. You have the greatest calling upon your life. All you have to say is what? Yes. Here am I. Send me. Are you ready to step into your calling? To be a servant? To be a child of God? To be successful? Some of you already, the wheels are already turning. You're going, wow. I went through that and I went through that. And man, he brought me through that. How can I help somebody going through the same thing? I promise you, you can find them at Walmart. You can find them on your job. Teenagers, you can find them at school. There's people hurting. And you know what? You've been through it. You came through it. You have a testimony. Don't be ashamed. Open your mouth and share the testimony and say, look what the Lord has done. Can I get a big amen? Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap today. Every head is bowed, eye closed. If you're watching me at home, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you that are here today. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're not a mistake. God gave you gifts and talents and ability. He loves you so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for you. Jesus took the penalty of sin that belonged to you, death. And he paid it so that you can have eternal life. He left and went back to heaven and said, I go to create a place for you that where I am you may be also. Your destiny is heaven. But to get there, you must accept the free gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. Today, if you're here, if you're watching me online, and you say, Pastor, I realize today I've been created for a purpose, own purpose, I have a calling, and I want to do what God's called me to do, and the first thing He's called you to do is to have a relationship with So He sent Jesus. Today, you can begin that journey by simply inviting Him into your life to be your Lord and Savior. And then he's going to walk with you, set you free from every habit and addiction, forgive all the sins of your past, and give you an eternal place in heaven with him. He's going to help you do what he's called you to do, empower you to be successful here as you walk with him. 
But if you're here today in this room, if you're watching online and you say, Pastor, I've never taken that first step. Today I want to do what God's called me to do. I want to be who He's called me to be. I want to go where He's prepared. Would you simply open your heart and pray this prayer and invite Jesus to be Lord of your life. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I confess today that I'm a sinner. I've made mistakes. I've lived my life for me. But today I realized I have a greater calling. You created me for a reason, for a purpose. I want to fulfill God's call for my life. I want to be a child of God. So Jesus, today, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Today, I confess Jesus is my Savior. Jesus is my Lord. I give my life to Christ. Jesus, help me fulfill my calling, my purpose. Thank you. My sins are forgiven. I'm going to have relationship with you. I want to love you, read your word, honor your house, and love your people. I want to show forth the goodness of God with my life. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just declare today that every person in this room and watching me online as they've made that confession, you've heard their prayer, you've answered their prayer, and I pray you supernaturally like only you can do. It's not just a prayer, it's not the words, but it's our, the faith in our heart believing it that transforms our life. I pray, Lord, whatever what, what, whatever stage of life we're at, whatever stage of our relationship with God we're in, I pray that we all do in 2023 what God has called us to do. Help us do corporately, individually, as families, what you've called us to do. I pray your blessings upon our people. Thank you as heaven is rejoicing at these as made you Lord and Savior I pray Lord that you would bless their weak bless their finances, bless their health bless their families, their children and let your glory go with them from this place in Jesus name Amen